Welcome to Apartment 309 Podcast, the one-sided storytelling podcast where Lauren dives into true crime or the paranormal, tells it to me, her captive audience boyfriend, so I can react occasionally. Basically, just recording part of our normal day. I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And we live in in Apartment apartment 309. Tonight, we have part de. De? De. Part de. Hopefully you listen to the first one. If not, stop everything you're doing. Go back to the first part. Listen. If not, thanks for staying. We're a part de. Two episodes later. <laughs> All right, so part two. Lost and found. All right, we're getting back into it. Let's do it. Yeah, we're d- going to dig back into some more of Search and Rescue Woods stories uh, about folks who were lost in the woods. Some of them are found, some of them are returned alive, but not everybody gets everything. Have you ever been lost in the woods? I don't know if I've been lost, but I've been in the woods. <laughs> I have a really good sense of direction. Have you ever been lost in the woods, though? Mm, no, luckily. I um, also have high anxiety, so I probably wouldn't wander that far. I'm I the see. person that's like, you're stepping on moss. <laughs> Get back on the trail. Where are you going? You're going to disturb the rocks. <laughs> oh, I see. So lost in your mind oh, in the woods. Oh, 100%. Like when you're driving and you get about 20 minutes down the highway and you're like, well, I don't even remember if I clocked out. I have no idea what's happened in the last <laughs> Five miles. <laughs> Last year, I went camping with uh, our friends Matt and Paul. And in the middle of the night, Paul and I went down to the, the creek. I think it was not far. Like in the middle of the day, it was easy to find your way. Creek was real close. And then we walked over to the creek in, in the middle of the night. For some reason, we couldn't sleep or I'm not sure exactly. And we got so lost. It was crazy. It was like 50 feet away, 60 feet away. And we just started making our way back. And we're like, we have no idea where we are. Did you have I didn't have bring lights? a phone. Yeah, we brought our phones, but we didn't have service. So we were able to use like the flashlights. Or maybe we just had our headlamps. I don't remember exactly, but we, you know, didn't have service or phones or anything. And we just lights and we're just like, everything looked the same. And it was, it was creepy. It's so easy to get lost, and you yeah. think that it's not, and you're like, oh, I'll never get lost out there. Not but, me. One yeah. of these other buffoons will, but not me. Right. It's always not you until it's you. Got so lost. Yeah. You know, we're both like, never, we're never doing that again. You told me about that when you got back. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. We would have been fine, realistically, but... Well, I'm glad that you made it back safely. Thank you. Well, let's get into our stories tonight. You can go back and listen to episode one, or episode one. You could do that too, but you could go back and listen to part one, which has the staircases that are found in the woods. Just listen to all of it, and then get to this one. Don't let him bully you. So our first story is one that a senior ranger told her, and may answer some of Eric's previous questions if you listen to episode three about human and inanimate object fusion. Her being the author of the original stories. Yes, Search and Rescue Woods. She is a user of Reddit in the subreddit 
no sleep. And I pulled a couple of her stories. I think we've got three tonight and a palate cleanser all about people lost and sometimes found, sometimes found alive. Palate cleanser. I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into one of her stories. I did cut it down a little bit. He ended up sharing one of his own stories with me. It was disturbing, but it helped to know that I wasn't the only one affected by the things going on out there. I think this must have happened before you got here, because I think if it happened while you were here, you'd have remembered it. I know it didn't end up in the news for some reason, but I think most people who've been here long enough know about it. The park sold off a portion of land to a logging company, and it was a really controversial thing. But it wasn't that large or old of a plot, and it was right after the recession, so we needed cash bad. Anyway, they were felling this plot of land, and we get a call that we need our supervisors out right away. I don't know why, but they ended up sending me and a few other guys along with the heads. I guess for power and numbers, to see what was up. We got there, and all these guys are crowded around a tree that they've just cut down. They're all pissed off and freaking out, and the foreman goes over and says he wants to know what we think we're up to. What the hell y'all think this is? Some kind of sick joke? You've got a lot of effing nerve pulling this shit. We bought this land fair and square. I can't look at you. <laughs> effing shit. I like how I censored the effing, but not the shit. I feel like shit is less offensive. Should we start a shit counter? One, two, three. I was like four. Shit. Five. Oh. Wait, what voice was I doing? Whatever shit. <laughs> that was the other guy. <laughs> well, we don't know what the hell he's talking about, so he brings us over to this felled tree and points at it and tells us that when they cut it down, it was just like this, and they'll be damned if they put it there. The inside of the tree was all rotted out and hollow in one spot, and when they'd cut it down, it had exposed that chamber. And inside it is a hand, like a perfectly severed hand, and looks like it actually fused with the inside of the tree. Well, now we think they're pulling a joke, so we tell them that we don't like being messed with, and we start to leave. But they tell us they've already called the cops and that they'll go right to the media if we don't stick around. Well, that gets the head's attention, so they stick around and talk to the police about it. Everyone is denying that they put the hand in there. And besides, how would anyone have even done it? It's clearly a real hand, but it's not mummified or skeletal. It's brand new, probably not even a day old, and it's definitely fused with the wood. You can see that it's coming right out of it. The loggers, they insist they didn't put it there. Somehow this fresh human hand ended up fused on the inside of this living tree. The cops have them cut up that section of the tree into a movable chunk. Then they take the hand away and the area is closed off. There was a pretty big investigation, but I know they didn't find any answers. Now it's become this legend, and as far as I know, we haven't sold any more property for logging. Hmm. Prized a hand dissuaded people from buying it land for logging. It dissuaded them from selling it. Oh, I see. A hand in a tree. Just grew out of the tree? It was fused. Maybe it was trying to lend a hand. To who? Whoever needed it. Oh my god. <laughs> A helping hand. <laughs> He's just helping. Do you think he had a green thumb? <laughs> That's the part that was fused. <laughs> Happy Arbor Day. Right. Actually, I don't know when that is. Happy belated Arbor Day. <laughs> All right. You ready for story number two? I am. I have a pretty good track record for finding missing people. 
Most of the time, they just wander off the path or slip down a small cliff and they can't find their way back. The majority of them have heard the old stay where you are thing and they don't wander far. But I've had two cases where that didn't happen. Both bother me a lot and I use them as motivation to search even harder on the missing person cases I get called on. The first was a little boy who was out berry picking with his parents. He and his sister were together, and both of them went missing around the same time. Their parents lost sight of them for a few seconds, and in that time, both the kids apparently wandered off. When their parents couldn't find them, they called us, and we came out to search the area. We found the daughter pretty quickly, and when we asked where her brother was, she told us that he'd been taken away by the bear man. She said he gave her berries and told her to stay quiet, that he wanted to play with her brother for a while. The last she saw of her brother, he was riding on the shoulders of the bear man and seemed calm. Of course, our first thought was abduction, but we never found a trace of another human being in that area. The little girl was also insistent that he wasn't a normal man, but that he was tall and covered in hair, like a bear, and that he had a weird face. We searched that area for weeks. It was one of the longest calls I've ever been on, but we never found a single trace of that kid. The other was a young woman who was out hiking with her mom and grandpa. According to the mother, her daughter had climbed up a tree to get a better view of the forest, and she'd never come back down. They waited at the base of the tree for hours, calling her name, before they called for help. Again, we searched everywhere, and we never found a trace of her. I have no idea where she could have possibly gone, because neither her mother or grandpa saw her come down. I heard a similar story to that. Do tell. That's just that the kid went up a tree. Mom waited at the bottom. Kid never showed up. No, you have to tell me more than that. That's it. That's all I know. <sighs> Eric. That's. I mean, I don't remember where I heard it, but that's it. I just heard a similar story to that. <laughs> the same story, I guess. But I don't know any details. It's just like, where did the person go? They went up the tree and then just kept climbing. I want to know if there's any trees near it. Because there's a lot of animals that live up trees. Mountain lions, you don't even see them until you're face-to-face with them or you know what you're looking for. Right. And they're gone. Could have gotten snatched up. Yeah. You would think you would hear something like that happening, though. That's not sudden death. Except it might be for me from cardiac arrest. Huh. They do tend to go for the jugular, though. Yes. So you wouldn't even have much of a chance to scream if they got you. Yeah. But I don't know if they... I mean, mountain lions don't do a lot of hunting in the trees. I mean, if opportunity presented itself. Right. You're real hungry. You wake up and there's a snack sitting right in front of you. From what I understand, though, they'll be hunting on flat ground and they will travel up a tree or take their prey up a tree. But uh, yeah, I'm sure that they'll chase. Yeah. See, that's the thing. They'll chase like monkeys and stuff up trees and around the branches and stuff. Mountain lions? I don't know about mountain lions. Like a jaguar? A leopard, yeah. Actually, I think a jaguar is the equivalent of a jungle mountain lion. Like a mountain wall, mountain lion is a jaguar of the woods. Big cat. Though, yeah, but genetically, I think they're very, very similar. Right. Maybe a Labrador up there, snatching people in trees. Wait, what's a Labrador poodle? <laughs> a Labradoodle? A Labradoodle. <laughs> Could have been a Labradoodle, for all we know. What if instead of putting oodle at the end of whatever they combine with a poodle, which is like every kind of dog, what if they put the poo at the beginning? The prefix was the poo? Poobrador. <laughs> <laughs> What's another doodle mix? A cocker spaniel? Poo, poo spaniel? Cockadoodle. 
The cockadoodle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> oh, uh, a a poodle and a Shih Tzu. Poozu. A poo shit. Shadoodle. A shitty poo. <laughs> I shadoodled. <laughs> shadoodle. I shadoodled. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Story number three. Yeah. A lot of my less outdoorsy friends want to know if I've ever seen the goat man while I've been out on calls. Unfortunately, or I guess fortunately, I've never had anything quite like that happen. I guess the closest was the whole black-eyed man thing, but I didn't see anything. However, there was one call where I had something kind of similar happen, but I'm not sure I'm willing to chalk it up to the goat man. We'd gotten a report that an older woman had fainted along one of the trails and needed assistance getting back down to the main area. We hike up to where she's at, and her husband is just beside himself. He runs, well, I guess more jogs to us, and tells us that he was a little ways off the trail looking at something when his wife starts screaming behind him. He runs back to her, and she's passed out on the trail. We get her on a backboard, and as we're getting her down to the welcome center, she comes to and starts screaming again. I calm her down and ask what happened. I can't remember verbatim what she said, but essentially what happened was this. She'd been waiting for her husband when she started hearing this really strange sound. She said it sort of sounded like a cat, but it was off somehow, and she couldn't quite figure out why. She went a little ahead to try and hear it better, and it sounded like it was coming closer. She said the closer it got, the more uneasy she was, until she finally figured out what was wrong. I do remember this next part, because it was so weird that I don't think I could forget it if I tried. It wasn't a cat. It was a man, saying the word meow over and over. Just meow, meow, meow. But it wasn't a man. It couldn't have been, because I've never heard a man make his voice buzz like that. I thought my hearing aid was going out, but it wasn't. I adjusted it, and it still sounded all buzzy. It was awful. He was coming closer, but I couldn't see him. And the closer he got, the more scared I was. And the last thing I remember was a shape coming out of the trees. I guess that's when I fainted. Now, obviously, I'm a little perplexed as to why a guy would be out in the effing woods chanting meow meow at people. So once we get down the mountain, I tell my superior that I'm going to go search the area to see if I can find anything. He gives me the go-ahead and I grab a radio and hike back to where she fainted. I don't see anyone, so I keep going about a mile more, and when I head back, I go off the trail to see if I can figure out where she saw him coming from. It's almost sunset by this point, and I don't have any desire to be out at night alone, so I just sort of write it off and make a mental note to check it out again tomorrow. But as I'm headed back, I start to hear something in the distance. I stop, and I call out for anyone in the immediate area to identify themselves. The sound didn't come any closer or get louder, but it sounded exactly like a man saying, meow, meow, in this really odd monotone. As comical as it makes it sound, it was almost like that guy on South Park with the electrolarynx, Ned. I go off the trail in the direction I think it's coming from, but I never seem to get closer. It's almost like it's coming from all directions. Eventually it just sort of fades out and I ended up going back to the welcome center. I didn't get any further reports like that, and even though I went back to that area, I never heard that exact sound again. I suppose it could have been some stupid kid out there effing with people, but even I have to admit it was weird. Meow. Meow. No, wait, Ned. Meow. Meow. (laughs) 
That's weird. It, it that's like another one of those like if it's an alien out there, like what are they like? They like cats. <laughs> Meow at them. <laughs> if you're trying to lure people, they they definitely they like cats. They, they like, like cats. cats and stairs. We're gonna play cat. Meow. What does a cat sound like? Have you ever actually heard a cat before? Yeah, totally. What is a cat? Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Uh, you saw that story about those people that had their little favorite hunting spot in the woods, and then they were in their little shelter that they built. Yeah. And then they would be approached by some oh, creatures. Yeah, that... and it sounded like they were trying to sound like a person, but they Yeah, they weren't. sounded like people, but they spoke in languages and make noises that they didn't understand. It didn't sound like they were speaking a different language because what they were saying was generally what we would say, but it wasn't like they could enunciate it. Right, almost like they were mimicking yeah, what the they thought. Yeah, cadence, tone. Right, yeah, like trying to mimic human speech. Yeah. Speaking of which, it's like what I picture, you know, when you look at a cat and you're like, meow, and the cat's just like. <sighs> cat's looking at you like, that's not that. what I sound like. <laughs> meow. Or when I try to speak Spanish around you and you just give me the dead glazed look of what? <laughs> kind of like when we go see the, our, you know, the Wilecas and they got their, our friends the Wilecas, they got goats. <gasps> the goats. And I try to baa at them. And they just all look at me They're like, baa. Every time we pull up and he just baas. But they sound like people. Yeah. Baaing. Because and you're like, Sometimes baa. it's like screeching like children. Like, ah. But it's it's generally, I feel like, I don't know. It's just I have that mental sound of baa. <laughs> ah. And all of them whip their heads up. Their ears go flippy floppy. <laughs> yeah, they just look at you. Usually they call back at you. But I don't know. I don't know. There's a man going around the woods just meowing at people. That's that sounds suspicious. What else do they like? Babies. What does a baby sound like? Meow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That's a creepy one. Yeah, it is. I would love to work in the woods like that and just constantly be running into oddity oddities such as this. Because weird things happen, you know? Like that four missing persons 411. Yeah, the David Politis stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. There's crazy stories. Really bananas. That guy puts a lot of time into his research. Mm -hmm. I really want to buy one of his books. Mm. But they're like 40 bucks. And as we've previously discussed, Lauren doesn't have 40 bucks. Yeah, there's a there. I think there's a documentary that we've seen. Meow. Story number three. Three, three. Wasn't that three? No. Oh. The author, Search and Rescue Woods, had gone to a training weekend with other people and different units and had a cohort who goes by the initials KD. And this is a story that KD told her while they were on this weekend trip. The last story that Katie told me was of something that happened to her when she got separated from her training group when she was a rookie. They were learning the basics of high-elevation belaying on a well-mapped side of the mountain, and she had to use the bathroom. She went off about 50 yards from the group during a meal break and did her business. I'll tell the rest exactly as she told it to me. So I go to take a pee, and once I'm done, I start going back to the group. But I've only gotten about five feet when I realize that I have no idea where I am. And this wasn't a Oh, I got turned around. Lost. 
I mean, I literally had no effing clue where I was. If you'd asked me, I don't even think I'd been able to tell you what state we were in. It was sort of how I imagine people with amnesia feel, you know? You're completely lost and you have no idea what to do. So I stood there for a while just trying to figure out where the F I was and what I was supposed to do. But the longer I stand there, the more confused and turned around I get. So I started walking. As I recall, I just picked a random direction and went for it. And as I'm walking, it's just getting worse and worse. To the point where I have no concept of why I'm on the mountain in the first place. I'm just trudging through the snow, and then I start hearing this voice. It's kind of inside my head almost. Like if a frog could talk all low and croaky, and it's telling me over and over, It's okay. It's okay. You just need to find something to eat. Find something to eat and you'll be okay. Just keep walking and find something to eat. 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 So I start looking around for anything that I can eat, and I swear to God I've never felt that hungry in my whole life. It was bottomless, and I think I'd have eaten just about anything you put in front of me right then. I had no concept of time, so I had no idea how long I'd been out there when I hear an actual voice coming toward me. I go running toward it and see one of the other search and rescues, and he's looking effing terrified. He's running toward me asking if I'm okay and what the hell I'm doing out here. And the scary thing was, as he's running toward me, I kind of see myself reaching into my belt for my hunting knife. I'm not even really thinking about what I'm doing, but what I am thinking is that I have to eat. If I don't eat, I'll never be okay again. So I just have to eat. He sees me doing that and he backs off right away. He yells at me to put my knife away and that he's not going to hurt me. And it kind of snaps me back. All of a sudden, I know exactly where I am and I put the knife away. I run to him and ask him how long I've been gone, thinking he'll tell me I've been gone for half an hour or so, but he tells me I've been gone for two effing days. I've gone over two peaks and ended up almost on the other side of the mountain, and if I kept going, I would have ended up wandering into about 300 miles of wilderness. They'd have never found me. He can't believe I'm not dead, and of course I don't know what the F to think. To me, no time has passed at all. I don't say anything, I just go back with him to the rendezvous point, and then I'm taken back to HQ to be airlifted to the hospital. When I get there, they do all kinds of tests and try to figure out what happened. As best as they can guess, I had some kind of a weird fugue state, which is kind of like amnesia or a weird seizure that knocked my brain out of whack. But the truth is, we really don't know. It's never happened again, but I'll tell you, ever since then, I never go out there alone. People rag on me for making them come with me when I have to leave the group, but I just tell them that listening to me piss in the snow is better than losing me for two effing days on a freezing mountain. Crazy. There's a lot of those different stories where people just completely lose track of time and travel much further distances yeah. than they should be able to or they, they um, perceive. Yeah. It's really weird. Really interesting like that. Uh there's a couple of stories like that where the little girls get lost in the woods and are able to travel much longer distances and survive. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, a couple of specific ones come to mind. But, you know, the, and there's that one where she uh, met that imaginary friend. There's so many like that. Yeah, there are. I've never experienced something like a fugue state, but I imagine that'd be really frightening. Yeah, I can imagine. I wonder what happens in your brain to cause that. I have no idea. Some type of extreme need to separate or an outside force. Aliens. Did you just whisper aliens into your microphone? I did. They're going to come for us tonight. 
No, I've said aliens before. They never came. You don't know that. Weird fugue state. Well, then I'm fine. If I don't know. You're like glaring at me. (laughs) Nobody asked you. It wasn't a question. (laughs) Taking his hoops out. He's about ready to throw down. I'm glad she survived two days in the wilderness. Yeah. Trudging through the snow and stuff. The weird croaky frog voice is weird, though. Hmm. We were talking about inner monologues the other day. I don't really think about my voice having a voice in my brain. Like, it doesn't occur to me to pay attention. Is it the same thing that I hear on the outside that I'm listening to on the inside? But if it was something that different, like I can tell you right now without having to think about it, my inner monologue voice does not sound like a croaky frog. (laughs) That would be weird. That would be fun. What, to have a croaky frog voice? To have a different voice other than my own. In your head? Yeah. Like, it'd be Morgan Freeman, I think, for me. Does your inner monologue voice sound like your voice to you, or does it sound like your voice back to you on a recording? It sounds like what I envision my voice to sound like, not what my voice actually sounds like. That's so weird. Brains are weird. Brains are weird. You ready for the closing palate cleanser? Palate cleanser. Last story. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. As you all know, I went to a training seminar recently and heard some amazing and horrible things. One of the guys I talked to while I was there told me a story when we were all around the campfire one night. He told me this one. Me and another guy were out on a field search because some campers reported screaming noises at night. So we head out there to look for whatever effing mountain lion has wandered into the area, and I'm pissed. We've had three of them show up in the camping areas that year alone, and I'm getting tired as hell of constantly having to deal with them. So we're seeing all these broken branches in what looks like dens, and we're pretty sure we know where this thing is. I call in and they tell me to confirm if possible, which, you know, just means they want you to step in a big pile of shit and use that as proof. I'm not seeing any, though, so I basically just tell them to shove it. I'm done. We know that damn thing's out here somewhere, even if I'm not stepping in its shit or inside its mouth or whatever. Guy I'm with wanders off to take a leak or whatever, and I stay behind watching this little burrow under a tree to see if maybe a fox or something's living under it. I'm watching this tree and I start hearing branches crackling and it's coming from the direction my partner went opposite of. Now I've got my pistol, but you and I both know that's not going to do shit against a cat. I cock it and holler for my partner to get his dumbass back, but he's too far and he can't hear me. I stand up and get my sights on where the thing is approaching and I shit you not, man. I just about peed myself. This guy is coming towards me and he's backflipping through the effing woods. Like instead of walking, he's doing these crazy effing backflips. And I swear to God he cleared every effing log and bush in his path. It was like he knew right where he was going. I yell at the guy to stop right where he is and I'm pointing a gun right at him. But he keeps coming and I just kind of lost it. I shot at the ground in front of him and it was a dumb effing thing to do but man, I didn't want this guy anywhere near me. When I fired, he was about 50 yards from me and as soon as the gun goes off, he whirls around. He whirls around and goes off, back flipping back into the woods. (laughs) What? (laughs) Ridiculous. <laughs> you know in Monty Python when the guys are like running through the woods 
or somebody's running. I can't remember exactly what's happening, but I'm picturing the scene and they keep cutting and everybody's fine. Oh, it's the one where somebody's somebody's running across the field and they they keep skipping back to like the happy wedding and then he's like running through the field. Oh, they're and whole, the wedding they're, they're, and then he's running through the field. They're standing guard at the gates and, and they're the watching guard him. sees uh, him running up. And every time it cuts to the guard and he's noticing because he's like chewing on some. He's eating an apple. Yeah. And, and he, every he time never gets sh- any closer. Him, he's never any closer. He's always starting up again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like right in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> you know the music that they have for that? Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. He's like standing there waiting for his buddy to get back. He turns around. This guy's just back flipping towards him. <laughs> so and then he's like. Stop where you are, and he just starts backflipping the other. Makes way. no sense. <laughs> Who is choosing to travel in that way? I mean, I guess it would be fast. I I guess yeah, it would be fast and frightening to see that. Yeah, like if somebody just started backflipping at you. Right, not even forward flipping, backflipping. So weird. <laughs> And then backflips away. And then he just like starts backflipping the other That's direction. That's insane. Okay. My partner hears my gun go off and runs back and asks what's up. I tell him there's some effing weirdo out here hopped up on God knows what and we need to get the hell out of Dodge. I let the cops know what happened and I didn't get in any trouble for firing. But man, I don't know what that lunatic was on, but I've never seen anything like that before. She was absolutely bananas. That's the aliens try to lure people in. What do you, what do people like? Backflips. <laughs> That's impressive. They're just like going through this menu list. <laughs> Should we try the cats again? No. No, the cats didn't work last time. We did that last time. That didn't work. Backflips. Humans are big on backflips. They're going off of uh, like metrics on social media. Right. To get people. It's like that AI pizza commercial. Yeah, it's so like creepy. they make the pizza with vegetables and secret stuff. Yeah, other special stuff. <laughs> it's like the girl is like eating the plate. Such a creepy AI commercial. It's a it's a full fledged pizza advert that is completely created using AI visuals and audio, and it is the most ridiculous thing. The people are so uncanny valley. Pepperoni hug spot pepperoni hug spot and i like how he's like they're doing the delivery and he's like knock knock who's there pizza magic (laughs) i am saying that to you next time we get pizza knock knock who's there pizza magic magic i can go for pizza right now oh that sounds so good that would just wreck my life though i can have pizza without the cheese that's not pizza oh i saw a pizza with bananas and curry that's not pizza. That's what I thought. But the guy who tried it was in agreement with us. And then he tried it and he was like, it's not awful. Yeah. It's like he, when you have a burger with peanut butter. Sounds like a cop. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Pizza magic. Thank you so much for joining us tonight in apartment 309. Please send us your stories. Anything, any kind of experiences you guys have had. People backflipping through the woods, aliens trying to figure out what you like, true crime, anything. I mean, you get to listen to us talk about things that we've seen on social media. Tell us, what did you see? 
You can email us your story at apartment309podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can always message us on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at apartment309podcast. We've got a website, apartment309podcast.com. Uh, if you have any topics you want to hear about and who you want to hear them from, Eric, let us know. Send us a message. DM us. Please rate and review. We would love to start seeing what you guys actually think, how you feel about it. And if you do follow us, please tell your friends. You telling your friends is going to help us get to some more ears. Yeah, share it. That makes all the difference. It really, it really does. If you haven't already started, please feel free to follow us. You can follow us on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts now. You can go to our website and listen if you don't like any of those. We're on couple i think amazon too we're all over the place then we hope you join myself lauren and eric next time in apartment, apartment 309, 309.